Thanks for joining us today. Final segment of the show. A little crosstalk. Judah Newby, Neil Lomax, join us in studio. Judah, what do you guys got coming up here on Countdown to Kickoff? Oh, we got a little bit of everything. Neil, what's up, man? It's good to see good you. Good to see everybody. Good morning, guys. How's the bye week? What a beautiful day, huh? It's nice. Game day down in Eugene again. I was just telling Jordan about, like, so a couple weeks ago, Stanford. Still like a 70-degree day. Came yeah, out beautiful. A little bit of rain to start off, but, I mean, my goodness. This is my ideal weather right here. Nice, cool, crisp, chilly mornings to accompany the cup of coffee. And Oof. speaking of which, segue. <laughs> when did you buy this, by the way? Yeah, I, I, you're going to want to keep that up. That but I brought boy. you your almond milk right. latte. I think it's appropriate for right now. It's It can't compare to your green juice yeah. that you have right there. Right. That's uh you know, quick in and out, let's be honest. But, you know, I, I want to just make sure I'm a man of integrity. I try to be at least and want to make good on my promise. So I'm a milk latte. You can heat that up later if you want to. But just want to let you know I was thinking about you this Grazie. morning. Lazio tanto. <laughs> Appreciate it, brother. I know he came through. But, uh, yeah, I do got to heat it up. I don't know if you bought this at 5 a.m. No, or no, no. I got this at about 7.50. Okay. So it's not too bad. Not 8 o'clock. Not, not 8 o'clock. No. 7.50. 7.50. Yeah, 7.50. 7.50. 7.50. 7.50. 7.50. 7.50. 7.50. 7.50. 7.50. 7.50. 7.50. 7.50. 7.50. 7.50. 7.50. 7.50. 7.50. 7.50. 7.50.
It's incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, the numbers Justin Herbert's put up, the numbers the offense puts up, not just the 42 points per game when Herbert's a quarterback there at Oregon last, what, last 20 games he has played. But you kind of have that Stanford-Washington same defensive mindset. So I think people in the nation look at, oh, Washington is. They're kind of that NFL-style defense. Stanford's got the NFL-style and both NFL-styles offense. Keep it closed. Double tied in. Let's run. I mean, let's face it. It's Miles Gaskin. It's it's going to be Ahmad. They're going to be banging, banging, banging. Let's keep that thing 20-17. to 17. Oregon spreads you out to run. Washington keeps it tight to run. It's just different scheme, different philosophies. So that's why you got the two-and-two two guy. Oh, you could be this way. Could be that way, but again, I like the explosiveness mm-hmm. of or the possibility of the explosive plays that Oregon's offense can produce. That's that's the big difference maker in this game. Well, I want to ask you too. One thing I told Brian, I'm going to be looking at in the first quarter is how they defend Dylan Mitchell because you would expect Chris Peterson, this Washington defense, whenever you've got a quarterback one receiver connection that's been as strong as Herbert to Mitchell over the last couple of weeks. You expect to see some coverages rolled towards Mitchell's side that's going to try and take him out of the game, correct? So I'd imagine what Oregon does, Justin Herbert, with his progressions and those tight ends and second receivers, do you think that'll be a big point in this game? That, that'd be interesting to see if they do that because, again, concepts don't create that, meaning mm. right now, last two or three weeks, the different concept routes they have with coverages makes Dylan Mitchell open. Mm. Justin's going through, like you say, he's going through his progressions. He's not just going, okay, where's 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 Mitchell? Where's Mitchell? You know, they don't do that. That's Pop mm-hmm. Warner. Here, it's number one, number two, number three. And go ahead and do that. Because if you do that, we have three or four other really good receivers and running backs we're going to get the ball to. Mm-hmm. We're going to hang around for another segment. This is just too good to pass up on Rivalry Week. He's Jordan Kent. I'm Brian Perkins. Countdown to kickoff with Judah Newby and Neil Lomax is next. We're going to hang around for the next segment. Thank you for listening to the Oregon College Football Show. Welcome to Countdown to Kickoff, part of Oregon College Game Day with Judah Newby and Neil Lomax. Presented by Frost Brood Coors Light on 1029 and 750 The Game. All right, here we go, baby. Oregon and Washington, a rivalry game. Welcome into Countdown to Kickoff here on 1029 750 The Game. Judah Newby, Neil Lomax, and we open with continued crosstalk with the host of the Oregon College Football Postgame Show. Actually, the pregame show, <laughs> not the postgame show yet. That's going up. It's somebody's postgame. Brian Perkins, Jordan Kent. Fellas, let's get right into the predictions. Nick Aliotti will join our show coming up in 10 minutes with his thoughts on the Ducks and the Huskies. Let's go around the room. Talk about predictions for this football game. Jordan Kent, you've had two hours to process the dynamics of this game, the matchups, what's at stake between 17th ranked Oregon as three and a half point home underdogs to number seven, Washington. Flesh it out for me. What do you think? Always take the home dog. I've got Oregon (laughs) 24-23. I think it's going to be a very, very close game, obviously, because of that score. But what I see are two very, very good defenses, defenses that don't try to give up big plays. And you look at the way that Washington's going to try and grind this game out, in my opinion. I think if you're Oregon as well, too, the fact that you're at home, it's going to give you enough of advantage for one or two of those game-breaking plays that you might see, whether that's you know a four-sack and fumble or an interception, just give you one more possession. But I think both teams, they've struggled in the second half to really generate a lot of offense in their last couple of games, Washington and Oregon. And so I don't expect this one to be a high-scoring affair based upon the defenses and the inconsistencies we've seen in the second half for both squads. I expect big explosive plays by Oregon. I, I'm expecting TBJ to finally break out. Mm. Let's figure out what's going on with him. CJ Vardell running backs, 
I mean, we had what four freshmen, five freshmen score touchdowns for running backs. That's a, that's a stat I'm looking at too yeah. here. I mean, it's been yeah. incredible the way they use their running backs. But Tony Brooks James is we're, we're ready, we're ready to see this kid play. He's going to catch four or five balls out of the backfield. I expect a lot of explosive plays, not just from Dylan Mitchell, JJ. Uh, Justin's going to throw the rock around. Yeah, that's what they do so well. Yeah, Washington's got a great defense, but at home, I got this thing 38-21. 38-21, Ducks. I would have no problem with that. Well, of course you do. You're a duck. But I, I, don't, I don't really care. But I just sense that again because I'm wait. They're going to put two halves together. Yeah, it's going to be and it it is. They're two really good defenses, but man, I just love the way Justin Herbert runs this offense. And I'm, I'm expecting a lot of big explosive plays. They're going to spread it out, and it's going to be fun to watch. What do you think, Bergens? I think it's 30-27, Oregon. Mm. I, uh, I was, you know me, I was waffling about this. I thought I was kind of going back and forth, but I, I also think, I mean, we're talking about a team in Oregon that's, you know, top 15 in turnovers, interceptions this year. I think they're going to turn over Jake Browning a couple times in this game, and that's going to make the difference. And also, I do agree with you, Neil, that there, there's a better chance that Oregon blows out Washington than Washington blowing out Oregon. I mean, by far. I don't oh, yeah. think oh, yeah. that the Huskies, the way they play, and, and just in general, the talent level just, I don't think is there for them this year. So I like the Ducks at home. I think the, the, the you, you know, you combine the bye week with home field advantage in this one. And, you know, some of these guys on this team, you heard Jalen Jelks talk about how he's still thinking about, you know, what, what was it, 70 to 21 mm-hmm. a couple years ago in 2016. So I, I think Oregon gets it done. Does a bye week factor into this at all, Jordan? You know, Neil and I were talking about this. I think what it does is it allows you to get healthy, and it's the guys that are playing significant minutes that might have sore wrist here or there, sore groin or something like that. Those injuries that don't have you feeling quite 100%, you get a chance to really let those heal up. But it's not like the NFL where it's only 53 guys and you really need every single guy to contribute. You have so much depth on these college teams that – I think the bye week for Oregon after the win after Cal allows you to really dump any of emotional baggage you have against Stanford. That game is in the rearview mirror. There's no lingering effects from that at all. You get a couple guys back that are healthier now. Tony Brooks James should mm-hmm. be much more available. Jacob Breland as well, too. You need all of your weapons that, on that's offense big against this Washington. In. That, that's big yep. tied in to have him back. Yeah, and so that's why it helps. I don't think there's anything extra preparation-wise that really makes a difference because at a certain point, you can prepare, but you don't need to over-prepare. You need to do your stuff, do it well, understand your assignments against Washington, go out, ball, and execute. Here's a key point, too, to a bye week. Coaches get bored. They're, they're flying around recruiting. They did for the weekend. Most of the, Almost all the staff go out and recruit different high schools all across the nation with those private planes that Oregon's available. Well, we'll go down, you know. They, they, didn't, they didn't use mine. I didn't you know, see I, it when I played. Mine's still in Aurora next to Jordan's G5. Mine's parked right there in the hangar. So here's what special teams. I'm guaranteed. Watch Oregon come up with something tricky. These coaches are on the planes. They're bored. They're drawn up. Hmm, that might be a good one. And no one ever creates anything new. You're always stealing from somebody else. You're always barring, barring a play, barring a special. So special teams is key here. And watch Oregon be creative. Mm. I'm just to watch them be creative on a punt, punt return, kickoff, kickoff return. So just watch their punt team. I didn't get it from an inside. I'm just to watch Oregon's punt team. And you're gonna you're gonna be a little surprised what's gonna happen on a fourth and five and fourth and four. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I love that. You know, speaking of special teams, UW has struggled in the kicking game. Last year, they were terrible. Peyton Henry, their left-footed kicker, coming into this game. He's already missed three field goals this Mm. year. Mm. Otson's going to be going crazy. Anything north of 35 yards for a field goal in this game for Washington, I think could spell trouble for them. 
Jordan Kent, it's good to see you again, my man. Always a pleasure, my friend. Cross Cross pleasure. Thank pleasure. you for the latte. You're welcome. Hey. Now I just need an invite to hit the links next okay, time. We're good to go. Coconut milk latte. No, almond milk, I oh, told you. Oh, Come on, oh, man. man. I don't want it then. Who Come wants on. it? <laughs> Who wants it? Come on. More countdown to kickoff. Coming up, Nick Alioni calls in in five minutes here on the game.